There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited that... That giggle you hear is Matt Rogers. He's got a new Showtime Christmas special out now. You can watch it, stream it. It's festive. It's got music. It's a new holiday classic. Matt, how are you? I'm so good. So many reasons to giggle, namely seeing you right now. I'm so Thank you for posting my cookies, too. Not for nothing, but... First of all, the cookie tastes pretty good. They made a they made a cookie of my face, <laughs> yes, and they yes. sent it out to people. And actually, those brows are real thick. They're really getting it across. For the cookie, did you send them a photo, or did they just find one online? Like, break, well, break down this cookie for me. They, so basically, to, in order to get my face on a cookie, and for everyone out there that's interested in getting their face on a cookie, <laughs> this is sort of how it works. Like, they send you a couple options, and then, like, I, it was just so funny because I was like, wow, flashback in time, like, tell yourself that you're going to have this moment one day where they send you a bunch of pictures of you, and they're like, so which one for the cookie? <laughs> <laughs> We're sending uh, out the PR cookie. Uh, yeah. Matt, we're going to talk all about the special. I loved it so much, and I want everyone to Thank go you, watch it. Make your plans to watch it. If you haven't watched it already, watch it again. Uh, but I do want to break down Potomac because I haven't gotten yeah. a chance. I've been sort of off because of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I haven't really yeah. gotten to dive too far. Oh, I notice when you take take off okay can i just say that like whenever you're, you're taking off i'm like well fuck I'm like oh, <laughs> it really sucks for me thank you yeah it's hard you know sometimes you need a little breather i had family in town and then even when i try to when i don't take notes then i'll sort of dip into potomac but i feel like we just needed to you and i really mm-hmm. break down the season break down this past week's episode so much to uh, talk they're about. still in miami candace finally got there i know uh as of this recording you're gonna be on watch what happens live with candace after the episode airs, if yes. that makes sense to listeners. Uh, yeah. But talk do we reveal, me. like, do we say, like, the, the the Wizard of Oz is, like, the Sunday episodes are recorded on Wednesday? You Were, okay. were you just going to pretend that that's not a thing? No, it literally, as I was saying it, I was like, wait, do I pretend? Because it's mm. technically Watch What Happens Live. But, and sometimes they do it live. But in your case, they filmed it last Wednesday, and it's airing Well, Daddy Sunday. Andy don't work on Sundays. Right. So if you ever are watching like a Sunday Watch What Happens Live, which I've now done a couple because I've been on with Karen Huger and I've been on with Candace Dillard Bassett and they record those earlier on Wednesday, I think usually, and they air Sunday. So I've actually recorded with Candace already or, or taped with Candace already, filmed with her even, and it was really fun. I love okay. her and Tell she's going to come Candace. see me in D.C. Are you yeah. loving her this season? Because I really fell in love more than ever this season. Absolutely love her this season. I think she's actually the star of the show. I think she's coming from the most grounded place. I think that we are seeing the most of her life. I think we are seeing her engage with her own life in a real way. And what I love about Candace this season is, you know, I've always loved her candor. I love that she'll just say the thing. And what I loved is she actually turned to me when I was giving my hot takes and she said, say the things. Because she was like very much agreeing with me. 
And um, what I love about her is she always says the things. And is she always the most responsible with her language when she says it? No, but she always is real. And she's always coming from a Candace place. And it feels like this season is good because she's still the Candace that we love. I mean, rolling hills of neck. Absolutely. And then at the same time, I believe unmatched, unmatched across all franchises. And at the same time, like she's also learned restraint enough to be like, take a deep breath. They're trying to come for your husband and it's not coming from a grounded or real place. They don't even believe it. So just take a deep breath, understand this is the show and move on and just pay these women dust, which is what they deserve to be paid. And I, feel similarly with Wendy, and I know you're a Dr. Wendy fan, and people who don't like Wendy or Candace probably are not going to like this podcast. I'm going to get a lot of complaints. but And they should, oh, I they know should we, um, examine that. Right. <laughs> but I think both of them get people coming for them so much because I do believe that their wordplay is unmatched. Like I, I feel like it's hard for the other cast members to really come up against Candace or Wendy because I feel like in a war of words... Those two are going to come out on top, I believe. Oh, yeah. No, they're a lot better on their feet. And you know what I mean? And like, and, and you know, like Giselle is good in a confessional, but then like in person, she's sort of just like, it's a little chaotic, actually. And she's never really like very quick in person. And Robin, forget it. I mean, you know, it's just, it's all, it's not even on the same level. In fact, like when she is confronted or in a conflict, she actually, um, opts to be very immature. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like, remember like last year when she got in the fight with Wendy, she was like pointing to her vagina and being like, Oh, fuck me. Like she was doing that weird, like juvenile humor. Um, you know, I just and think this Robin season is a child. Too. This season with the filming of Wendy and Mia's yes. fight, and then this week on the show with the bringing out the fucking Amazon Alexa or whatever. Yeah, women in tech over here. Yeah, I'm like, this is weird. It's like it's weird. It's, it's bullying. Weird. It's juvenile. And if there, if anyone has another word for bully than what they're being, I would love to hear what it is because the way that they act when like someone they don't like like rolls up to a dinner party or a table, like the lack of eye contact, the little shrug shoulders, the like you know whispered things, they're bullies, and it's a terrible look. There is nothing worse to be as a human being than a bully. And they, in the last episode, I thought succeeded in bullying her and like being so microaggressive to Wendy that they actually broke her down fully. I mean, think what it must have been like to be Wendy on that trip in the opening days of that trip to the point where they actually made Wendy act fully crazy. And I think a lot of the reason why she's not around is because she's embarrassed. It's also fucked up because like we're on a cast trip. We do know that this is a television show and they made Wendy obviously went and decided to go stay at a hotel. But then when we're having dinners and stuff like that, you just have to have her there. Like this is a cast trip and we're doing a cast show. So then to just also ostracize her for the events, it's just like, oh, it's a little gross. You also see Wendy like trying to do the show which is conflict and resolution she had an event for it the burn session she's come to the events that 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 she hasn't hosted she's played ball with mia on this insane flop miami trip mia is so thirsty and desperate and the trip is so chaotic and bad but like it seems like Giselle and Robin, like, you know, think who they are and think they're like the a-list of the show and are just going to ice her out of being on the cast of this and it's just a, not fun, and B, bullying. And if you can't see that for being what it is, then you're not watching with open eyes. 
I love that I can't hear the word bullying without thinking of Kelly Ben Simone saying that she was systematically bullied in New York. Do you remember that? Maybe she was, though. You know what I mean? Like, maybe with fresh eyes, we would see that she was. I mean, she was a complete <laughs> lunatic. I just remember but... she kept saying, like, I was systematically bullied, or this was, this is well, systematically Well, Bethany is bullied. the biggest bully on, in the, in the in entire Hollywood. franchise. Yeah, she's the biggest bully in Hollywood. I actually don't find Lisa Renna to be really a bully. I think that's kind of just something that Kathy said, but. Then again, I don't know what it's like to be on trips with her and Erica together. And you notice, like, these people get emboldened when they're in pairs of two. Um, Wait, Matt, go back to the Bethany of it all, because I just have to hear your thoughts now. I'm not a Bethany fan. I'm not a Bethany fan. I really never have been. I think that she thinks she's so much better than the show. I think that superiority is such an ugly quality. And to hear her talk for years about how, you know... Like that franchise, like kind of like rested, lived and died on her when she's like in and out of it. Now she has the Housewives recap podcast. It's like, you know, at what point, when are you going to like tire yourself out with this? And it pisses me off on behalf of Andy. Like that's where or in the producers of these shows where it's like because we've seen her, anyone who's any even loosely followed any of her projects or her social media or anything we've seen her say such negative things about the housewives since leaving yeah which a to me is weird because it's like you're insulting your the fan base you have loves this show and so i feel like you're just insulting the fan base that you have and even with the book do you remember they did the housewives oral history book dave quinn did it and she's one of the few people left out of the book and she tweeted some really negative things about the book saying like oh now I mean, people can go look up the tweet, but it's like, and then now capitalizing off it when it's convenient, it just is kind of frustrating. I I would describe Bethany as very smart, but I would not describe her as emotionally intelligent. Um, I think that she is maybe one of the cruelest people to appear on these shows. I mean, if you go back and look at the Luann of it all with the reveal of the Tom situation and just to hear Luann with hindsight talk about that, like... You know, I, I just I I don't think it's a good atmosphere in in Bethany land. And I think that, you know, it, again, if you're watching with open eyes, you can see she doesn't seem very happy. It's like very toxic vibes when you endeavor into her social media, which I don't recommend doing uh, because I think that everyone should practice self-care, especially during the time of the holidays. But um, <laughs> I just the time think to put on the Grinch or your holiday special. Not the not, time to stream Matt Rogers. Have you heard of Christmas? You know what I mean? It's not the time to be going to Bethany's TikTok. You know, like it's such a it's such a dangerous, scary world. Like why make it's already. It's such a scary world, Danny. You know, there's so many dark things in the world. Why would you follow Bethany on social media? Like, why? Oh, we're going to get so many complaints because anytime anything, even Luann was on my show and she like really dummies. Luann like really let loose on Bethany on my show, which was completely unexpected. It was like so unexpected to me. And when a moment like that happens, it's just like, it's exciting as you know, because you interview people. It's like exciting. Yeah, uh, no, I love it. No, I I will always be real as fuck about the housewives. And also, I, I said to my friends that I brought to my Watch What Happens Live tape taping upcoming. Like, I go in on Robin Dixon. Like, spoiler alert, but I do an I don't think so, honey, on Robin Dixon at the end. Her family fun day, aka family flop day, which had like three potato <laughs> sacks so and a tin of flank steak. It was so terrible. And, and I looked up actually how how much it would be to rent a bouncy house or something. And I was like, look, I know Robin money's tight sometimes, but it's 375 for the day. I know you can have your Bravo check cover that. 
And I just, I said to my friends afterwards, I was like, did I go too hard? And apparently my friend Dave was in the bathroom with some gays that were in the audience. And they were saying that like, while they were peeing, they were talking about how like, wow, like you have to respect Matt. Like he really went in. He read those girls more than they read each other. It's like, Uh, oh no. Like, I hope I didn't come off like a total asshole, but. And I think that's what, obviously also one of the things that make Housewives fans so fun is that we change too. Like next season, you might feel differently about Robin, but you're not maybe i mean she'd have to I, this uh, look all i ever wanted was for robin to roll out of bed and drink a cold brew and now that she has i still don't like her <laughs> yeah yeah. i don't care i just for, find I, her I to be of, spineless yeah i sort of didn't mind her and then this season i just like i, I don't know i don't know um what do you make of the mia of it all because mia doesn't what do have I any make of the mia of it no, all she has like no motivation for anything she does or says it's weird it's to, it's to try to be on television yeah. and that's what i think it is i think robin and giselle have finally found someone that's desperate enough and thirsty enough to sort of do what they can't do because they know she's not gonna last on the show she's gonna peter herself out she's gonna tucker herself out doing all this stuff like you know pun and pun on not intended but yeah that's why you're the king, Danny. That's why you're the king. That's why no one can step to you, Danny Pellegrino. And like you and you know I'm telling the truth. But yeah, no, she's going to exhaust her time here. So Giselle and Robin are sort of just sitting back with their phones out pointed at Wendy. You know what I mean? While Mia like acts a complete fool and flop. So they what do I a- make of the Mia of it yeah. all? I'm shocked that she's still there. That's what I make of it. But then again, Giselle's kind of a producer. So not really. That's shocked. I and I think they tried to give Mia her friend this season, but like that didn't work out. Cause I think bringing Mia back this year, they were like, well, she, no one, I don't think anyone on the cast really actually, I don't even think Robin and Giselle no. like Mia. It's like very clear if you read between the lines, like they don't like her. They don't and like anyone. So they were like, okay, we need, if we're going to bring Mia back, she has to have some sort of ally. And so they brought this woman who just is like a weird, I don't know. They both are I have, weird. I'm controversial me. about her, though. I actually don't dislike Jacqueline because uh-huh. if you watch Jacqueline, you can see her the entire time. She's so embarrassed that she's on this show <laughs> as Mia's friend. It's because Mia is so. And this is the thing about Mia, though. A lot of times I am laughing, and I maybe I'm a hypocrite because all I, I always say, like, all I really want is to laugh while these women are on screen, and I do laugh at. I I was a restaurant at a high end uh place where they serve steak and lobster and and then the cut to yes I was a stripper you know what I mean like there are elements of Mia that do make me laugh because I find her to be so chaotic and such a flop but then when it becomes like a tool for Robin and Giselle I am only embarrassed and angry about that and I think Jacqueline is the same and if I'm to believe like what i'm told like they fall out before the end of the season it looks so, like they do yeah it looks are like we gonna be standing jacqueline I, maybe we might, maybe I, you know the whole it's situation too early to say it's too early to say we still gotta have a season left but i think the wendy mia situation was just so hard to watch that nobody oh God. i found nobody sticking up for wendy I felt like it was so clear of who was in the wrong. And then to they see everybody. And then I, that makes me think they definitely need someone for Wendy next season because we, it feels also like Wendy's on a little island by herself. And so it's like they need to bring someone in for her if we're going to keep Wendy around because, and I want Wendy around. I just, I think, want Wendy around too. I mean, one of the, my favorite scenes of the whole Miami trip was Candace and Wendy recording with Trina. First mm. of all, like, 
kudos to Candace. Like she really is making it happen with her music. You know what I mean? Like Drive Back, that really is a good song. So this good. new song is 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 a cool song. And Matt, she, give me a little drive back. on it. Give me a little drive back. Must really think I'm playing. Reverse the conversation. Trust me, that's not what you want. There's a little riff for you. Oh, we need to get Candace. I don't do back and forth. <laughs> we need to get Candace oh, to hire Oh, I love the song. We need to get a and, duet. Well, you know what? I was I was sitting next to her during the commercial break, and they were playing Drive Back, and I was sort of to myself singing a little bit. <laughs> and I, I she wasn't giving me anything there. But then when they played a clip, a clip from my special, they play me singing the song Also It's Christmas um, from my special. And she turns to me and she goes, okay. And then she she heard me go into like my, like, she heard like the, I don't know, the part of my voice that's like more singing verses, like more of a like soft part of my voice. And she gets, she literally leaned forward to her chair and goes, yes. And I was like, okay, I'm getting Candace's sign off. I love you, Candace and and Trina doing a, a, thing next season is all but I that want. was my favorite scene of like yeah. the whole trip because that was genuine friendship wendy was there for her friend and candace was having a big moment and then they left and they were so fun leaving and they it just felt like it lifted the vibe of the trip but because they're not on the trip with real housewives of potomac they're on the trip with producers of a reality show which are robin and giselle who i just don't find that interesting for the first handful of years, too, I, I don't think the other women caught on as much about the way Robin and Giselle were. Whereas now I think Ashley, Candace, Karen, they all see Robin and Giselle for they know they know that they're not going to be able to develop a very close relationship with the two of them. And no. I think it's just awkward. I, I would and love I, for like, I, I don't know. How do you feel about Ashley and Candace of it all? I want them to be friends, but then I also like when they fight. <laughs> I like when they fight too, but the thing is, they're not fighting about real stuff. They're fighting about like Ashley bringing stupid bullshit from outside of the show in, like because Ashley, you can tell, is sitting there like, like trying to make something happen. I think Ashley's just entertaining herself, whereas Robin and Giselle, I feel like, are doing it to entertain the audience. Ashley is just stirring the pot to spice up things yeah. for her own scenes. Well, Candace Which I even like. said on she says on Watch What Happens Live, like again, I don't want to give away too much, but she says like she cops to the fact that she has a lot of fun with Ashley. Yeah. And Candace yeah. even's like she she threw up her hand and was like, I want to be friends with her. We have fun. Yeah. Yeah. This will air after Watch What Happens Live, so we'll be good. Oh, good. Uh, but and I, everyone I, knows that already. <laughs> I think they should be friends. I think that's what I like most on Housewives is when the allegiances are are changing. I'm worried about Karen. The Grand Dame is my favorite. I love Karen Huger. Me too. I just worship the woman. And I don't like when people come for her, even if it's warranted at times. She's one of the few where I feel, and I, I don't think this is a good trait to have as a fan of these shows, to have like a, a loyalty, a, a severe blind loyalty to one of these women. But I feel that with Karen Huger. And so it does bother me when other people come for her and Ray. I do not like it. I just think it's boring. Like, I think he's, they're obviously not cheating on each other. And I also think... If they had a situation where they were seeing other people, obviously that's something that was between them and like in the past, like if that's even true, but you can see in the way that Karen even reacts to that being brought up again, that 60% of it is like, I can't believe you're doing this to me and my husband who are in a good place. And 40% of it is like, really this again, it's just boring. Like when these women do that, it's just boring. And look, Candace did say that 
on camera. And I think she had forgotten that she said it. The thing about Karen stepping out. But also remember this. If Candace has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder regarding Karen, you know, Karen, if she gets criticized for straddling lines a little bit too much and not picking a side, the Monique stuff was a little bit messy when it came to Karen and Candace. Like that was maybe Karen should have, you know, I also had think the Candace and the Candace and Chris situation earlier this season where I feel like Karen <sighs> probably could have stuck up more. I, I don't know. Karen does have like a grand dame energy when it comes to stuff like that, where she's like, I don't want to get in the mix of like stuff that's that personal and ugly. Like she wants to rise above. Like, I don't think she's interested in those types of storylines on the show. I really don't. Um, but you know, it's, it, I'm of two minds about it because yes, I do think that she should, you know, come down a little bit harder when people deserve it. But also like you do see her call people out. Like when Robin made the decision to not invite Wendy to the flop day, and said that Candace should bring Wendy's kids over. Karen was like, you're crazy, Robin, like to her face. So she will stick up. I just need Robin. If she doesn't like Wendy, then confront her at these events or talk it through, or like you said, conflict and resolution. But I can't have you just like not inviting someone places. Like that's She's not how we're going to have a TV show. So like you need to stop it. <laughs> also, can we just, can we just for one second talk about why they're in conflict in the first place? Which is because they actually were good. And then Robin said to Wendy, you seem loose. You seem not of substance. She made herself conscious about her body on camera in front of everyone. She said a ton of nasty stuff. And then sat there when Giselle brought in this narrative from the blogs off the show that was obviously untrue about Eddie cheating on Wendy. So it was one thing after another after another on top of all her her hypocrisy about like like what other men do in relationships when she has her own storied situation going on that's why they're in conflict because wendy finally stuck up and said no i'm not going to accept this anymore that's why they're in conflict and now wendy is actually extending a handout to you and you're going to be the one to shut it down no i also think that they could get along we saw this week in the show when they were at the club it was like robin and wendy were hugging and they they there is some sort of commonality there i i really think the show would like benefit if we got rid of or or maybe not even got rid of but like benched robin or giselle for a moment i think it would I mean, be better for the show it's just not the show is unfortunately the truth yeah. it's it's like it's like why people that want kyle off beverly hills are never getting that you know what i mean like it's just you just can't have it like it's wait, it's not wait, a mickey wait. situation where do you think sharice is going to the bathroom because still this week Who? she's staying <laughs> Well, what? I, I don't even know who that is. Sharice's return is a big flop. It's like a big I flop. Just, wh- I just, literally, why? I, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, and then, like, her getting flown in by Robin during that phone call at the burn session just so she could give the wrong information. It's like, I'm glad you hired your makeup session. Your make- I'm, let me take that again. It's like, I'm glad you hired your makeup artist just to get you on face, on like a Instagram Live or whatever the fuck, on like a FaceTime, but save your money. By the way, I'm not editing that because um, it's too Fair. much work. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. Uh, and now other... I hope you don't. I hope you I, don't. We're going to leave it in now. Um, Good. Wait. Any other final thoughts on Potomac before we move on? Any other things you want to get off your chest about Potomac? I mean, as we head deeper into the season, um, 
I would like things to get more fun. I would just like things to get more fun. I, I mean, like, I just don't like, I really don't like this Chris Bassett allegation. I, I think it sucks. I mean, I don't think they even believe it. That's well, my I, thing is like, I don't even think Giselle believes this shit. I think last season they had a bit of a snoozy season. They filmed it during COVID. Like I, I didn't think last season was so super dynamic. I loved watching it, but I didn't think anything was especially compared to the season before when it was it's like, been a good season i think i mean like i, I really I, enjoyed the premiere but i think like they came into this season being like we need something we need something big and so they were like let's do the chris bassett thing and i felt like Hated they rallied it. about that to maybe spice up the season and i don't think it worked i don't think it worked. i mean what do you think of the thread the like weird thing that opens scenes of the flowers dying and it's too, that, much. Like, <laughs> it's too much like I, i'm like what are they trying to say like are they trying to say this all this is like a season about like death, like, or like destruction. Like it's, at first it was there? all about new beginnings. And I understood because it wasn't the first party, like a spring forward or some shit like that. And, but then it's just too much. And they're doing it on all the shows because they're doing it on Salt Lake city with all the fucking snow and the choir. <laughs> like they're doing too much of all of these transitional things. I and have to say something about Salt Lake. I please. hate the soundtrack of Salt Lake. I hate like the it. score of Salt much. Lake. I don't like it. I, I don't understand. I don't like the world we're living in. Like it, at, like sonically. <laughs> and, and so like, I just don't. Aggressive I don't connect with it. Yeah. It just feels like, it feels like, um, what you give the ninth franchise. You know what I get? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, oh. like, I'm just like, I'm not, I, I don't it. connect. With I it love it. But I think like part of, why I love yeah, I Salt Lake love is because it is it is like an ugly stepchild. I I think that's part of the appeal of what I like about it. It's a little bit off. It's a little bit janky. They're like a um the underdogs to me or something. So I root for them. I love them. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Matt Rogers. We're going to talk about the Real House of Salt Lake City plus his holiday special, which is airing now on Showtime. I want to thank Acast. Also, want to let you know that we got brand new everything iconic merch. Available at everythingiconic.store. So we got new holiday tees. We got ladies, am I right? T-shirts, sweatshirts, wine glasses. We restocked on the Queen Icon Legend wine glasses. Plus, you can get signed copies of my book, How Do I Unremember This? Go to everythingiconic.store. Some of the stuff is limited edition. You can get it at everythingiconic.store. Great holiday gifts. We'll be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% 
less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I will say this. It's the Lisa Barlow show. Yeah, I love her. She's great. It's the Lisa Barlow show. I think Lisa Barlow, when all things are all considered, top 10 housewife. And I've said it from the beginning. Yeah. I saw her potential. There was a moment that I feel like no, it, it sort of got passed over. Do you remember when they were on that trip to, was it fucking Arizona or something? We were at the bar. Uh, Jen had already left. It was just Meredith, Heather Gay, Whitney Wildrose, and Lisa Barlow. And they were sitting at this like Chili's restaurant bar or something. Yeah. And they're all talking about Lisa Barlow sucking dick for <laughs> jazz tickets and all that stuff. And she's just sitting there as they're talking. And, and they're all fighting about this with each other with but not with Lisa who's sitting right there and they keep talking about it and saying like, 
Yeah, I didn't say she sucked dick for jazz. Yes, you did say she sucked dick for jazz tickets and to get Vita Tequila on the store. And she's just sitting there. She's like, this is really hurting me. <laughs> it's like one of the funniest things ever. It's so good. And also, like, that was so <laughs> Meredith being a lawyer and being like using technicality because she knew, I think, I think that Meredith knew what Whitney Rose's insinuation she heard when Meredith said the word, I heard she did favors. So now you have Whitney being like, you said she did sexual favors. And Meredith is like, I did not say that. I did not say that. And it's true. She did not say that, but she implied it in terms of literal jargon. And she is, because she knows the law, protected. Because you can't say that she said that she didn't say that, but it was interpreted that way in a classic game of what's that thing where you whisper in someone's ear? Telephone. Telephone. Thank you yeah. so much. I do feel like I'm systematically bullying Whitney Wild Rose this season because I just find her and like, you know so insane listens. this year. You know what though? Uh, she is plugged in. Like that. Yeah, well, she's at least working at, for the paycheck. The four. I think the four are here to stay. I really yeah. do. I think. I think with Salt Lake, we have like a potomac situation where we'll see those four remain and then other people will have to come in and out like i think that i think the angies are getting promotions next year i do oh you think both of them i think both of them then we certainly want it bad angie number two really stepped it up this week in a a very a bit of thirst where she was just she seemed to lose it on jensha and i like that i I love that yeah. I mean, look, I, Dana's I, too snoozy I, I, for me. Dana is a no, but um, I can't get Jen off my screen quick enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we need Jen. I, I know a lot of people are worried about Jen going away to prison or wherever. Uh, no, I think no, actually it'll free up the other women and it'll free up everything. And then I think we just get a couple new people in there. I want to marry Cosby return next season. I think me like, too. That's me the too. X factor that at I least think in a friend of capacity, mm-hmm. just like we need little girl. We need we her back. We, we need it. We just, that's the chaos agent. I think we need, but I, I, I've said this a, a million times on the show. I think that if we would have had Mary Cosby this season, it would have been too much chaos because this season is, so crazy and i feel like mary yeah would have pushed no, it there the would have edge. been no place for her she probably would have owned the sea story and like that would have been like <laughs> its own chaotic thing but i don't know how she would have figured in to this like we certainly needed a break but the thing is like with salt lake it's like every scene with jen it's like okay well we know where this is going so it's like and it just gets sadder and sadder like the coach shot of it all like him asking for like his all of his friends to like hold hands across the table that long scene I with the men no i, I was like I no just eat the mac and the cheese men. and let me get out of here like the barbecue that was so rough and i don't want to see a scene with john barlow and seth no one wants i to don't see that. no i don't want to see uh whitney wild rose's husband i don't want to see any and i don't understand it because i think they saw that it's People like the Jersey one. I don't love when they no do the, the men of Jersey, Jersey. They are not, and but I love no. the men of Jersey. Oh, so I love you the like them? See, I don't yeah. hate it, but I don't love. Like when we cut to a scene with them, I I do a little sigh, but it's like not the worst thing in the world. No, I it. feel like they just decided to lean in with all the franchises. I was just watching the Miami is premiering the first four episodes, and I I thought it was brilliant. <gasps> the, it's so good. It's on Peacock. It's really good. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I think when this is out, it'll be out. But if Ooh. not, just know that the first four are like 
chef's kiss perf there's a hot mic thing there's like it's good who's popping off is it still alexia's show it's alexia's a star i mean she's just a star but i think this season's gonna be all about lisa and oh i forgot oh my god and i didn't realize like i sort of just thought we would be lights up lisa and the husband are broken up i thought we would be dealing with the fallout of that after breaking up but we're actually like seeing it like we're oh. seeing they're together at the beginning of the season. Oh no. Oh, I mean, oh yes. We watch it dissolve in oh, those hot mic stuff Jesus. and it's so fucking good. It's so good. And then I think like all, I think all of them have really come together and I think this group now knows each other better. I think the new people who have never been on camera before are more comfortable. The Nicole seems I didn't like her the first season but she seems like now she's better on camera and comfortable and Okay, Julia, because I, I root for her. Yeah, and Julia, I think I, I sort of didn't love her last season, but now I feel like she's more comfortable and she's sharing more personal stuff, and so it's good. But that I said, mean that that reunion, the story that Julia told at the reunion was so heartbreaking, and I, I that was I think one of the that and when Chanel talked about her, it's hard for me to even talk about the genital mutilation. I thought were some of the most shocking revelations I had ever. Her. And one of the things that happens, I think, with Julia specifically after that reunion moment, I think it probably encouraged her to come into this new season opening up yeah. because she probably saw how much she touched people and and all of that stuff. And so this season, it's evident that Julia came in and was like, I'm going to really like lay my shit out there and and not Good. be whatever. Is, is Martina like in the season a lot? There's like stuff with. Yeah, there, there's stuff good. with Martina. Oh, my God. Martina, my favorite house husband. And Larsa giving like me comedy like you she, love to watch that's what i was gonna say like larsa is <laughs> larsa is just funny like you need someone to give it levity you know she's what I mean? like, like and she's still feuding with people but she does it in this way that i just i like i think i'm obsessed with larsa now after but anyway my point is there's <laughs> I think this i'm obsessed <laughs> i think i'm obsessed with larsa. So funny. <laughs> uh, but there's one moment where they they try to do a guy scene with the guys in miami oh forget really it. quick and I don't think they're ultimately going to lean into it, but it got me nervous because I feel like they're doing it on too many of these shows. And it's not where we don't cast the men. The men are the no. husbands of the women who were cast. The women were chemistry, chemistry tested. They were, you know, we, mm-hmm. we put a lot of effort into casting these women on this show. So the men were not. So I don't need these scenes with individual men. Uh, hanging out together it just does not work for the only time it works is married to yeah. medicine that's the only opportunity that i want to see them in yeah i i also it was just so funny because i was watching that episode of salt lake when i was home for thanksgiving and it was that long scene with the men like at the barbecue or whatever when coach shaw was like breaking down and my dad came in and he was like he saw me watching this show with all these men and he was like what are you watching like it was like he was like this is not like you i was like this is the real house of salt lake city he was like oh i thought this show was about a bunch of fun women and i was like it is we've kind of lost the plot in this scene but he's like oh, okay and then he went on to do like some straight man shit in the backyard but even so the they're straight trying men to hook the guys are yeah. watching the real house of salt lake city and being like why are there guys on this like right. we don't want it and neither my, do the dads my parents were here for thanksgiving and my dad was like, Dan, you got to watch Tulsa King. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't know. You got to watch it. 
It's like a Sylvester Stallone show by the Yellowstone people. Okay. Oh, does your parents watch Yellowstone? My parents no, won't stop talking about Yellowstone. They they never they haven't watched Yellowstone, but I feel like they're Yellowstone adjacent. And yeah, because sure. my dad, like you know, he's Italian, and like the Sylvester Stallone of it all, like, mm-hmm. and it's like a mob guy. So my dad was like, "This is the greatest show." <laughs> and admittedly, they left, and I watched the new episode after they left. So it worked on some level. Uh, but it's so funny to me to like see it's just like a wish fulfillment for a man 60 plus because it's this old powerful man he gets out of jail and like everyone's scared of him and then he's like sleeping with this woman who's in her 30s or early 40s and Sylvester Sloan is like a hard 78 like I don't oh, know how time. old he is exactly but he's a hard he's, 78 it's, it's his essence is being 78 yeah and the idea of him just like having sex with these young girls and all this stuff. I'm like, this is crazy. It's It's crazy. It's insane to think about. It's like when they try to like give you like Jack Nicholson, like with like a 20, like Amanda Pete, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know about that. I love something's got to give. What's your favorite Nancy Myers? It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause I, it's Meryl. I mean, I I think she's so good in it. Like, and I love Steve Martin. Uh, We're getting off track here, but tell me a good Molly Shannon story because I love Molly Shannon. You worked with her and I love that for you. Which everyone needs to watch on Showtime. You want to know what's actually this? This is what I'll say about Molly Shannon. Okay. Every good story I have about her, I can't really say because one of my favorite things about Molly Shannon is she's really a fun, a fun gossip. And that for that reason, like I really can't say a lot of my favorite stuff, but like my favorite thing that Molly Shannon does is when she looks at you and she goes, Really? You think that? Oh, Matt. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're so funny. Uh, wait, you think that? Oh my God. I'm going to tell Like trying to bait you into opening <laughs> up more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that. And then what, uh, there was a moment where one time we really like said the tea to each other and she looks at me and she goes, I'm going to take my mic off. And she like ran over like Molly Shannon and took off her mic and then we like, got into it. But I um, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I love Molly Shannon. And she also gives, she does great uh, voice memos. In fact, like I'm, I'm doing like a recurring role, not a recurring role. I'm doing a guest role on a Netflix season. On the, oh my god, listen to me. I'm, I, I'm like, take, we'll down. take that back. <laughs> I'm doing a, a guest role on this Netflix show called Glamorous next season. Um, and the makeup artist, I guess, worked with Molly Shannon. Uh, but she played like a child killer on Hannibal years ago like on the show Hannibal and the episode was so upsetting and Molly's performance as a child killer was so good that it never aired. <gasps> and <That's>... I, I, <laughs> I, I voice memo with Molly and I was like, Oh my God, I'm with this um, makeup artist. And she said that she worked with you on an a- a episode of Hannibal where you played like a lady killer of children. <laughs> and Molly sent me a voice memo back and she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I played like a lady killer. She drove the van. <laughs> it was so funny i love molly so much this is Uh, like why we need a second season is i just need more of molly in my life like and all i wanted all season was for my character darcy to have more scenes with molly we had like two or three but we never we don't have like a plot line together because i'm always with vanessa or jennifer or aiden and then the second season i think i would be with um jono wilson a lot from what john is an old groundling buddy of i know yeah. and you know he's my love interest on the show i know he's so it's it was so weird we to see to the two of Danny. you kissing i know it was so weird it was weird honestly it was so yeah. weird to kiss i was like oh my god what's he gonna think and then we made out a lot yeah and he was dating like my best friend i've known him forever but so to see him like kissing you a guy 
with so I was like, but this is so weird. I know he's so yeah, and he's so talented and funny with his he's him so impressions talented. are so so good. He's uh, so and good. Jennifer Lewis, I mean, come on, but we need everyone to watch the show. I love that yeah. for you because I need a second season because I just thought it was so so good. And uh, honestly, what you can do is you can get Showtime and you can watch my special. Have you heard of Christmas? And then stream. I love that for you. That's what I was just going to say. Okay, Matt, tell everyone about the special. So basically, um, it's called Have You Heard of Christmas? And if you haven't heard of Christmas, it's a huge holiday. It's one of the biggest holidays of the year. It's like it gets a whole month really to itself. In fact, it even gets like two months because some people start Christmas even after like Halloween. Or some even before that, Matt. Exactly. And so I basically want to become part of Christmas culture. You know how Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas? This is a documentation. Love that shirt. He's wearing a Mariah vintage Christmas shirt, everybody. I just noticed it. I've been so focused on our conversation. And thank you for posting about the show. You're the best. Yeah. Well, it's so good, Matt. I mean, it's so funny. I got a chance to see it and it's just so fucking funny. It's joyous. It's, I don't know. I just thought it was so wonderful. And I'm a huge, I'm a Christmas junkie myself. And so I feel like I love all types of Christmas specials, the obscure, the unhinged, the funny. Yeah. And and this was so different. I felt like it was so unique, so funny and so warm, but also being like bitingly inappropriate. And I don't know. I just thought it was what, great. Well, what I what I like about it is like it's my debut comedy special. And yes, it is for Christmas. And yes, it is music. It's like an original comedy Christmas music album. Um but in that way, I do feel like it actually is a very good distillation of who I am as a comedian and as a performer. Like, I know that it's a lot of things before it's like a straightforward comedy special, but that makes sense for me, I think. Um, and I think that, you know, I point to it and I'm like, yes, that is me in an hour of comedy for sure. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I wrote all of the songs with the most brilliant person I know, who's Henry Kapersky, who's my real life ex-boyfriend. And he's accompanying me on stage. He's my musical director. He's amazing. Um, Wait, did I see you and Drew Barrymore say that you have a new guy in your life? Yes. Are you going to tell me about him? Can you tell me about him? I or can us about say him? That <laughs> I can say that um, it happened and is happening very quickly. Um, and uh all parties are very excited and enthusiastic and i did not see it coming how did you meet? um through a friend okay okay <laughs> i had to get a little scoop i'll give uh, you a scoop off air yeah we'll I talk about I, it. there's something else i want to talk to you about off air too anyway how many times do you have someone on and you're like oh my god this is so incredible and then it stops and you're like all right bye like is that ever that's always the awkward with- yeah it's always especially yeah. on zoom it's that awkward like because you say goodbye or you wrap it up and then you have to hit end and stop recording. And it's like an awkward little moment. Because I, 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 of course, listen to your podcast. But whenever there's a video of an interview, I actually always watch the YouTubes because oh, I like you. to watch the interviews. Well, I, of course, watch them on 1.5 speed. I mean, you have to. Um, but because I have a lot of content to consume. But I always like think to myself, like, because we're essentially watching a Zoom. I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened the second that ended. Like, was the person like, all right, bye. Like, did they turn all the way off? Was also, the media training see, popping? I think on the videos you could see too of like what PR asked me to cut out because there it cuts. Whereas on audio, you can't really always hear it, right? Like you, it kind of Love smooth, it. smoothly goes. So then on the videos, it's like just a, it'll be a random cut. It's and so it, funny. It also, it's like with the PR asking things to be cut of it all, like, I don't think a single one of like my publicists like watches the housewives at all. So I could say something <laughs> dark 
and disturbed about one of these housewives and they would just it would go over their heads and it would just be on the podcast yeah, <laughs> and i know you it. wouldn't cut it you messy no, little bitch not <laughs> i mean i try not to i don't want to have to cut anything but you know i understand if you don't want to do the work you've established that <laughs> but usually exactly usually it's uh, the housewives are always way tougher about that stuff like the a the big celebrities don't usually have me cutting anything. No, it's but the always like listening. It's always like the housewives who yeah, they're a nightmare. Um, yeah. Okay, so this special, I do have a lightning round of holiday questions for you. Okay, doesn't have to be lightning round, but uh, favorite non all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey Christmas song. It, um, you can't it's choose. Be, oh, Santa. Oh, okay. Santa's gonna come and make your mind this Christmas you with Ariana the, Grande and Jennifer Hudson. So you yes. prefer the new one? Okay. okay. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Do you like uh, my favorite Mariah holiday song that's not all around for Christmas is I Miss You Most at Christmas Time. I love, love a holiday ballad. Time. Yeah, me too. So stunningly beautiful. Me too. In fact, like a few of the songs in my show are ballads and all my favorite songs that I sing are ballads. It's so, be- I love that about you. I mean, I love that you have the upbeat stuff, but you also have, I, I love a holiday ballad. I think it's, yeah, those are amazing. my favorite songs in the show for sure. Home Alone one or two. Uh, two lost in New York. I feel like the, uh, the kills quote unquote, were were more inventive. And um, I thought you were going to say, I really like the pigeon woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like her. She pigeon, was yeah. giving, and you know, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah. I mean, we're gay. We like a female lead. So it was like they got rid of the shovel guy and they were like, we need a pigeon woman covered in bird shit. I couldn't have cared less about the shovel guy. I really couldn't. And I also think it's funnier that they lost him a second time. It's giving sequel in the best way. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, we're back and we're worse. I bet if you asked every gay person, we need to do some sort of gay poll, but I bet if you ask every gay person of our generation, they would say part two because of the pigeon woman. And Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us have any connection to the shovel man but with like the pigeon woman i feel like we have a deep connection with that one absolutely we're all (laughs) pigeons for her right i had a like i think it was a chiropractor or something who used to you know how you get like text messages but she always used to send me um wait what you know how you get your text messages from your chiropractor i don't know as, as you seem to be boo no, I had a chiropractor who would text me. It's been three months or something, you know, like I would get <laughs> solicitor texts. You must have a shit back. Is your back fucked? No, I mean, look at my hunch. I'm tall, I hunch. But uh, she used tall. to send me, uh, she used to send me this every holiday, <laughs> like a picture of the bird lady. And it was like, but it wasn't a still from the She's movie. Your girl. It wasn't a still from the movie. It was like a, a canvas art drawing of the bird woman. And it's like, Merry Christmas. I got to look through my text and find it. I got to look through yeah, my send it to okay. me. Um, okay. Christmas with the Cranks or Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Uh, Santa Claus. And my favorite thing about the Santa Claus is that it seems like it has infected the minds of a lot of people who think that that's actually how you spell Santa Claus. Because mm-hmm. like, that's you. That's, that's yeah. you. You yeah. spelled with an E. And to bring it all around for a second, I did some sort of like um, social media thing where I was like making memes for someone. It must have been Bravo or something because I was making Salt Lake City memes and I was using this clip of Mary Cosby and I wrote like Mrs. Claus coming to deliver presents and I put the E on there and no one caught it. It said that in the caption. I think the, I probably know. did at the time, and I followed you away in my brain as like one of those flops who thinks it's dumb with an E at the end. I know, and yeah. I people commented. And here you are saying Whitney Wild Rose is dumb. Meanwhile, you can't even spell Santa Claus. <laughs> Mess. Okay, best Kelly Clarkson Christmas song. Oh. I loved her. I loved you seeing her and doing her show. It was oh like the best God. moment of my life, and I wasn't it even was there. So great. Um, I would say 
Underneath the Tree, I think, is like one of those songs that like has the potential to become bigger and bigger every year, just like All I Want for Christmas is You. But there is another one I really like. She's got a couple ballads on there that are it, beautiful. Wrapped in Red is really pretty. Wait, because I want to just make sure that I say exactly what I feel here and not use Please. this opportunity to flop. I, I just want I just want to look. As you look ask another question. As you look, I will just say she's got a song with Chris Stapleton called Glow that is like so good off her new one. Yes. So fucking good. By the you way, Santa, can you hear me with Ariana Grande? Again, a total banger. Like, yeah. really, really good. But then um, uh, there was Merry Christmas to the one I used to know. That's the one. So that's it's like, so it's sad. very Carpenters. It's like very Carpenters. Uh, you know, it. I'm technically in the music video for Underneath the Tree because she did it in Vegas on Halloween weekend. She shot her concert special there and that became the music video. And she, we, she did it twice. Yeah. We, she did it twice and I had too much vodka soda and I had to leave for one of the, so we don't know exactly if I'm in one of them, but one of them, (laughs) one of the tape, one of the times she did the songs, I was like just outside the door because they were like, you can't go in. Uh, when I was peeing anyway, uh, underrated Christmas song. Uh, that people don't think about besides Kelly or Mariah. Like, is there another one? I think of like Leona Lewis. Uh, what's that song? One more sleep. It's called. Have you heard this? I don't know that. Oh, it's good. Matt, it's good. I, I will look it up, but I, you know what? I think it's definitely a hit, but I feel like people don't mention it as like one of their favorites but often enough is last Christmas by George Michael. Yeah. Yeah. It's and good. I loved the I you're say Duff Ash- cover. Ashley Tisdale. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Of course, there's a great... Oh, yeah, Ashley said so. Yeah, one of them. And then Carly Rae Jepsen does a good one, too. Yeah. I do not care for... I love Taylor Swift, and I know you love Taylor Swift, too, but she her cover of Last Christmas is not great, but we love oh, her. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. It was like... It was a different era, Taylor, so... Well, we don't talk about Christmas Tree Farm, either. Right. Matt, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, everyone is going to check out your Showtime special. It's Matt Hope Rogers. So. Have you heard of Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, check out Las Culturistas, one of the best podcasts around. I keep wanting to ask Bowen on the show, but then I, I always feel annoying asking people to come on the show. But no, one of these you days, should ask him. He would come on. I, the, just ask him. Find a time when he's not. You know when you should ask him? The summer. Because that's when yeah. he's not working at SNL. And that's like, he really should have all the time off he can. I, 
I don't want him to be stressed out. But if you want him to be on the show, you should ask him in the summer. He'll definitely anything else. He loves you. We had such a fun episode of Lost Coach with you. I know. And you guys just had Megan Fahey on. I'm obsessed with her from White Lotus. I've always been obsessed with her from the bold type. She's great. She's really good. And we had a really good episode with her. It's true. Matt, anything you want to plug before I say bid you adieu? Besides, you should come see me on tour, everybody. When is this going to come out? Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay. So tonight I'm uh, in DC and I might even be like, I'm actually right now I'm on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm in two places at you're once. You're in on this show. You're in DC. I'm in three places at once. New York. Uh, Matt, I love you so much. I'm going to text you right now. Okay, love you everyone. Thanks thank for you for listening yet again. Thanks for listening. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. We got merch. Go to everythingiconic.store for merch. Uh, love you all, Matthew. Love you. Bye.